0: Welcome to the latest edition of the Cargofield Talks podcast. My name's Rob Taylor and I'm the head teacher here at Cargafield School. We are a co-ed prep school for children aged 3 to 13 on the western edge of Edinburgh. And in these podcasts we hope to raise issues that might be of interest to parents, to teachers and to families of children our age. I'm delighted to welcome as my guest today Paul Brooks, Paul is an experienced counsellor who works with children of a variety of ages, but is today representing the Charlie Waller Trust, a foundation that looks to secure the mental health of children and adolescents. I'm particularly pleased that Paul is here on behalf of the Charlie Waller Trust. Charlie was a contemporary of mine at university, a fantastic young man in the year below me at college, who very sadly succumbed to the pressures of young adult life and took his own life in his late 20s. His family, however, have invested in the future of other young people and through this trust are looking to help families as they face these pressures. Now, Paul has been here today to talk to our staff and to answer their questions and we'll also be doing a session for our parents this evening. But I'm delighted that he's taken the time from a busy day to spend some time with me and answer to answer some of my questions. Welcome, Paul. We're delighted to have you here at Cargofield. Thank you very much, Bob. I'm
1: delighted to be here and to have had this opportunity and... It shows the importance and value that yourself and the school are placing upon mental health to,
0: to allow me to be here today. So. Well, thank you. It's it's great to have you here. Now, I'm going to start with my first question. I'm just trying to think, in as a parent, of the, the sort of things that would be the first questions that come to mind. Um, you've talked quite a bit to us all this afternoon about anxiety and the fact that it's something we all feel. I wonder, though, um, when... When should, should, should I as a parent be uh, particularly concerned about my child's anxiety?
1: Well, as you mentioned there, it is very natural um, to feel anxious. Everybody feels anxious and a certain amount or level of it is quite helpful if we think about it. If we're playing a sport or giving a speech or going for a job interview, it's natural to feel a little bit of anxiety and it can almost kind of keep us focused and sharpened. It's also there to protect us if we feel that there's a risk or we're in danger. And so it will almost set off what we will call the fight, flight, freeze response, like an inbuilt an alarm system that's been there to, to, to look for danger and to look for risk. But that can take a bit of a toll The body goes through a lot when we feel anxious and so can the mind as well. And it can start to drain us and almost like a mobile phone which is using all sorts of apps but never gets recharged. So when someone becomes anxious a lot, it could say too much, it takes a lot out of them and it can be very draining. So that would be one sign when your child seems as if they're becoming very depleted or run down or struggling it's natural of course we all have different personalities and some people do tend to, to worry more than others. But I think for your child if, if you notice changes within them, if you notice that they're struggling to cope, that they're feeling overwhelmed and, and not managing things, that all of those would be pointers that outside help could, could be useful, a talk with the doctor, perhaps
0: counselling itself. Thanks. So, so, so as a parent, I'm, I, perhaps I'm noticing these, um, these signs in my child or these changes. What, what should my first step as a parent be in that situation?
1: I think the first step would be to speak to your child, to, to create that space. Hopefully you have a relationship where they feel that they can speak to you anyway and to, to just ask your child how they're doing It may be that you're not the person that they end up wanting to say the most to about it. But the very fact that they know that you're there for them, that they can speak to you if they want, will make such a difference. Then it really is kind of listening to what your child has to say to To really listen as best as possible because if we're worried in particular, we might jump in and complete their sentences or tell them, oh, not to worry about that, or there's nothing to worry about. But usually that doesn't work. It's to so that they really feel heard, that they don't feel that they're being dismissed. And really importantly, and um, so many children that I work with is that they say it makes a big difference to them when they don't feel that they're being judged.
0: I, I, that 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 makes a lot of sense, and, and and I particularly like your thought there that even if as a as a parent they're not not necessarily going to say everything to me, that perhaps I'm well placed to get them to start talking and to 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 trust me uh, to, to to talk. Um, I wonder, given your role as a counsellor, and I know that you work uh, in a variety of different schools, different environments, and are visiting different places. Um, To to what extent have you noticed, what what are the differences that you've noticed over the last two or three years and how uh, the events of the last two or three years have had an impact upon children?
1: Well, COVID has had such an impact in society as a whole, but very much for children. I mean, children are at their most formative years. Um, It's when they're growing, it's when they're developing and for certain experiences that they had to be taken away from them when they couldn't be with their friends as frequently, when often they, they couldn't be at school and that they've had to, to do things more online. It's all brought about a lot of change. And of course, in some ways, two children can be very resilient, but they've not only sometimes become much more anxious or isolated themselves, but. We've been hearing messages in the media that have maybe at times overly encouraged that too. So even in the midst of COVID, when it was very prevalent, there were more and more children starting to to look for support or to access counselling, and that is just increasing all the further as, as we come through it. Sometimes it's almost like a tsunami effect that... It's not at the immediate point of impact, but it's, it's all of the after effects
0: of fall. Yeah, and I think, I think we, we, we know because we're, we're seeing that in schools as well. And what, what would you say are the, the issues that in particular... I know you deal with with children of quite a wide range of ages and some of them older than the 3 to 13-year-olds we have at Cargofield, but you do deal with quite a number of children who are at the, the, the upper end of our age range. What sort, of, what sort of issues do you find that you are facing or coming across with children more and more now?
1: I think the issue that is raised most frequently would be anxiety. And then sometimes it can be how a child tries to, to cope with anxiety or other struggles as well. So it could be that um, an eating disorder It could be, as you say, with some of the older children, um, it could be alcohol consumption or or substance misuse or abuse in some way. So those would be ones um, struggling with different relationships, whether that be their peers, perhaps authority figures, their family. But I'd say one that I've noticed a lot more in the last few years are children who will speak about Different thoughts or struggles around gender and around sexuality. And more often than not, it isn't so much what they're experiencing themselves, although that's part of what they speak about, it's the reaction of those around them. If they have spoken to a parent, sometimes classmates, but most often a parent, if they feel that it's just being dismissed or again they're being judged. Um, that, that has such a profound effect and, and can make what already could be a difficult
0: situation for them all the harder. Thank you. Paul, well, very interesting to chat to you just now. I know we're going to head through in a moment and go and talk to a group of our parents um who will have their own questions. Thank you for this moment with me just to chat through these particular questions and hopefully for an opportunity for those people who weren't able to join us this evening to listen in to some of your thoughts. For the moment, though, thank you very much. And um, we thank you to those of you who've been listening to this edition of Filled Talks. Paul and I went on to discuss a number of other ideas about how we can help children and particularly the more positive aspects of how we can help them to develop a positive mental health. You'll perhaps not be surprised that some of the ideas that were discussed weren't exactly rocket science, but very sensible common sense solutions. Children benefit from regular routines. They enjoy good sleep habits. Exercise and fresh air are really important, as is a good diet. But we were also discussing just what we do with children who are facing challenges. And I think the important thing is not to consider this as a stigma, but to recognise that supporting children is an important part of their development, just like the education they receive at school. We discussed some of the exciting new ventures for this term at Cargofield, including an ongoing engagement with the Anchor Practice, a firm of... Child and Adolescent Psychotherapists based in Edinburgh. They are going to be supporting our team of teachers in their work with children, but also be there to support our children and families. Thank you very much for listening in to our podcast today. We hope it was of interest and look forward to speaking to you too, soon on another episode of Cargofield Talks.